What's good, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking about why nobody may love you. Ooh, <laughs> that's a very volatile thing to say to some people, and no doubt, in the future, people will be offended at this podcast. And this is an extension of the last podcast I did, which I called Psychological Least Action. And to give a quick summary, I basically laid out what you need to do if you want to be helpless and what you want to do, what you need to do if you want to be free, which is to adopt free will as your standard. If you want to be helpless, it's pretty simple. Just stay where you are because people in your environment most likely are helpless themselves and want to recruit you. So let them recruit you. They need to consume mainstream media. Just open up Netflix or Hulu or whatever you watch and just watch, you know, the regular shows in there. And you will receive the subliminal the subliminal messages of helplessness and victimhood. Then you need to complain. You need to complain about everything possible. You need to complain, say that you couldn't help it because XYZ or ABC. And you need to accept other people's complaints. And that's all you need to do if you want to be helpless and achieve slavery. And then for the people who want freedom, all you have to do, well, I say this all you have to do, but it's very hard to do. Change your outer environment, which means you got to make some tough decisions about who you're going to keep around, who you're going to let have talk to you in your ear, who you're going to have as a partner, as a friend, as a boss, even as a family member, man. It's that tough sometimes. But, hey, what do you want? You want free will or not? I would say the only exception is that you should not, you should never cut off your kids. You should always aim to have a great relationship with your children. And if they don't want a relationship with you, it's likely you did something that was beyond redemption, which, you know, I can't feel bad for you about that. And then after that, you have to change your inner environment, which means adopting the beliefs and the thoughts of those people that have free will. And when you do that, you will perpetuate yourself into a person who takes more and more responsibility. And as you do that, you will bring more people into your life who take responsibility, who will hold you to your responsibility, and you will ascend together. All right, so now that we have that short recap, I will get into the main subject. So first of all, we need to establish what love is. And what love is, it's an involuntary response to virtue or the things that you value highly. I love working out. I I highly value working out because of all the benefits it gives me. And therefore, I love working out. When you love a person, you find that they have the virtues that you like and they have the values that you hold and they are expressed through them. And you love that. And so you love them. So now I need to tell you why love is only for people who have free will. And the reason this is, is because love is a product of thinking and the helpless don't think. They absorb the environment. They take what's given to them and they complain, you know, and they watch the mainstream and then they get their victim and their helplessness status but they don't get love because to love is to think and what you're thinking about specifically thinking about the values that you want that you love that you cherish and finding those in another person so let's say i love honesty and integrity and i love women that treat themselves well in terms of their appearance and their mental abilities when i find a woman like that i'm a lover that's just it and this doesn't have to be just a romantic thing it could be a friendship thing too you have a friend who is dishonest and cheating all the time, and he's a fraud, all this bad stuff. If you value those things very highly, then I guess you could love them. But most people wouldn't associate that with something that they love, and therefore you cannot love that friend. 
And he's, in fact, not a friend because why wouldn't you get into a relationship with someone you don't love or at least doesn't have the potential to become the person that you could love? So you might be wondering, what do the helpless people experience as love? And what they experience as love is mutual vanity. I like your parts. You like my parts. Let's get together and call that a family. Or you're tall and you're handsome. You're beautiful and you got long hair. Let's get together, man. Or you make a lot of money. And then the other person's like, yeah, you're looking good. So let's get together. Another way these pe- these people experience love is through mutual shared distractions. Oh, you like Pokemon? I like Pokemon. You like um, Netflix series ABC? I like Netflix series ABC. And that's how... This is the basis for a ton of relationships. A ton. And I am no different in this way. A lot of the friends that I had growing up is because we love playing basketball together. Love watching basketball or playing video games. And that's cool. Was, I don't I didn't I wouldn't say that I would love them people and they're not in my life anymore, so I was never under the illusion that I love those people. Because it was just basketball, you know, you have friends, basketball friends, and you have your video game friends. And the last thing that people who are helpless and victims experience as love is the sexual imprinting of their parents. <laughs> now I know that's like a very shocking thing to say. Maybe it's very weird. Maybe you weren't expecting that. You definitely weren't expecting that. Come on now. You weren't expecting that. But the sexual imprinting of the of their parents is the primary driver of the partner they choose. This is not some theory. It's not some bro science. This is actual things that you could look up for yourself. In the animal kingdom, we are animals. Although we treat ourselves like we are animals, we still have a lot of overlap with the animals. And for humans, what you see as a successful relationship is a relationship that you have or that your parents have with each other. So if your mom is a is a mean bitch and your dad is a submissive cuck and you're a dude, you will find yourself a mean bitch to be your girl. This is the case for most people. They choose their parents. I'm a dude. I'll choose my mom. If I was a girl, I would choose my dad. People get into these relationships with their parents who aren't their parents, and they experience the same things that they experienced as a child, and they have stability, but they are also tortured at the same time. And... They're tortured because they didn't think. They didn't choose their values. They just accepted the values of their parents, which if I'm, I'm a guy, so I'm looking for a woman, right? Let's say my mom was a bitch. She was mean. She couldn't communicate. She was just emotional manipulator, right? I go out and look for a girl, and I find that girl that has those same qualities, and I get with her because I didn't think. I didn't choose my values. I just, you know, accept it as the giving. So I choose that woman, and I experience the things I experienced as a child, and I get stability, emotional stability, but it's also torture because those aren't the emotions that you want to have consistently in a relationship. And that's not what people are looking for when they get into a relationship. This explains the reason why if you are a child of a single mother, let's say you're a girl and you're a child of a single mother, you are more likely to be a single mother yourself. And this is because the mom chose a guy who was bad or she chose a good guy and then drove him away. And... The girl gets sexually imprinted with that message. And when she gets older and she started dating, that she hasn't thought about her values or her mother hasn't told her all the mistakes that she made and tried to steer her in the right direction. She'll go out and she'll choose a guy who was either bad or who was good and drive him away and become a single mother herself. Hopefully you could see why this is not love. But just in case I haven't made it clear, I'll go ahead and do that now. So it's not love because you didn't think to choose your values. 
If you didn't choose those values consciously, you cannot love that person. You are just mutually distracted. You have mutual vanity or you're just you're getting with your parents. Being helpless is so very easy and it's so very hard. It's very easy in that you don't have to think. Thinking is the hardest thing that there is to do on this planet. All the things that we enjoy are because people sat down and they thought about it. And they thought, even though they were wrong, they thought again, and then they were wrong, and then they thought again, and they kept doing it until they got it right. The helpless, they don't think, so they don't get feedback from the environment, they don't get feedback from other people, and they just take whatever comes to them. I think that's all I got to say. I bet, I bet, 100% bet that you you did not think that this was going to take this kind of turn. It may be a little depressing, maybe, but... You don't have to go through any of this if you choose to have free will. Choose to think as much as possible so that you can develop your own values and to pursue your own values without contradiction so that you don't end up in a situation where what you experience as love is mutual vanity or shared distraction or the sexual imprinting of your parents and the people in your environment. It's a it's a tough life to choose someone based on those things because it's, it's likely to blow up in your face. And it does often blow up in your face. And yeah, that's all I got to say. Choose free will. Choose free will. And I will see you in the next podcast. Peace out.